really quickly. So firstly was Iron Man, which came out back in 2008, directed by Jean Favreau. This was the film that uh, very much sort of cemented Robert Downey Jr. as a Hollywood icon, as a major star. Um, as superhero films go, I would say it's pretty good. It's not my personal favorite superhero film of all time, but it is enjoyable nonetheless. At establishing this cinematic universe, I think it did a relatively well job, so credit where credit's due. Uh, about a month after that came out The Incredible Hulk, uh, which is okay. Um, I actually only watched it for the first time about a week ago. It stars Edward Norton as Bruce Banner in The Hulk, who, while I do like Edward Norton, I don't think he is necessarily a good choice to play Bruce Banner. But, oh well, he did it, so I watched it a week ago. And the film is definitely okay. But it's not really great other than that. It's just a very standard superhero film. Uh, they do attempt to continue the universe building with it near the end, but that would be the only sort of really notable thing I would say about it. Yeah. Uh, and then two years later, uh, John Favreau returned with Iron Man 2. Uh, Iron Man 2 is not that good, <laughs> unfortunately. It is funny. It's a lot of fun. It's got Sam Rockwell. Uh, and, you know, Sam Rockwell is amazing in anything he did. He was amazing in the Charlie Angels film, and that was a horrible film, but he was amazing in it because he's Sam Rockwell. All he does is turn up, do a little dance, and there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, Iron Man 2 isn't that great of a film. Um, it's okay, but there are much better films in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, as it turns out, 364 days after that came, comes out Thor, uh, which was a very intriguing film. This was uh, based off of a Norse god, uh, sort of a comic series that had been written on the Norse god Thor, his brother Loki, his father Odin, etc. And it was directed by Kenneth Branagh, who's most famously known for um, his slew of Shakespeare adaptations. So I think it was definitely an interesting choice to uh, use Kenneth Branagh <laughs> as the director. Uh, it certainly worked. I quite like Thor. Um, as superhero films go, this is definitely an interesting take on them, a little more uh, Shakespearean than most. Um, but all in all, it is a, a rather enjoyable film, and I would probably say one of my favorites of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in total. Uh, two months after that was the release of Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, so the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of, they make their films in phases, uh, and by this I mean they have these sort of periods of a few years where they'll release sort of an installment or two in a certain film series that all build up towards like one of the big crossovers, the Avengers, which they call, which we'll get to. Um, and of this first phase, of which the previous four and this current film, Captain America the First Avenger, uh, were released in, Captain America the First Avenger is my personal favorite of them. It's the film that was the biggest risk being about a hero who is uh, literally has the American flag on his costume. Um, so it was definitely a risk to do that, especially in international markets. But uh, the film is very much sort of like a genre throwback to World War II films, but as a superhero film, which I quite like. And uh, we'll get into later uh, just what, I, what it is I like about the Captain America films in particular. Um, but yeah, this is actually a very good film. It's probably top three of all the MCU films. Uh, I definitely recommend it to anyone who wants just like sort of a, a good genre throwback film. Uh, and all of these superheroes, as well as a couple of recurring characters, teamed up in The Avengers, which was released in 2012. Uh, so this is basically the villain of Thor uh, comes to Earth, 
and with this sort of um, how do I t term it? Kind of like a CIA type organization that goes by the name of Shield. He uh, they sort of assemble this team of superheroes called the Avengers that includes Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, the Incredible Hulk as well as uh, two S.H.I.E.L.D. agents known as Black Widow and Hawkeye, who had previously appeared in Iron Man 2 and Thor, respectively, uh, to team up and just kick some ass, kick some alien ass, yeah, and it's, uh, it's good times. It's a very good sort of crossover film. Uh, nerds love it, as you can imagine. People are going crazy on it over Tumblr all the time, especially now. Uh, we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. And that was the end of Phase 1. Uh, this was followed by Phase 2, which has uh, Iron Man 3, which is by far the best of the Iron Man films, and that is a little bit of a controversial statement. A lot of people don't like this film for its treatment of uh, arguably Iron Man's most famous villain, a guy called the Mandarin, who in the comics was this sort of ancient Chinese master who had these ten rings that gave him various powers, whereas in this film it's just a, sort of a fake terrorist going by the name of the Mandarin who's really being backed by this corporate leader which admittedly is not a great twist, but otherwise the film is very enjoyable. It was uh, written and directed by Shane Black, who has worked with Robert Downey Jr. a couple times before. Shane Black is one of the better uh, writer and directors working in action out there. And it's just a very witty film. It's very funny. Uh, in terms of working with Robert Downey Jr., uh, I would say Shane Black probably did it best in these Iron Man films. And it is a bit of a shame that there won't be any more Iron Man films because it means that Shane Black won't be working with him anymore. Anyways, this was followed by Thor The Dark World. Uh, Thor The Dark World is probably my least favorite of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Uh, they did not bring Kenneth Branagh back, unfortunately. Instead, they went with somebody by the name of Alan Taylor, who's directed a bunch of episodes for various HBO shows. I believe this was his first feature film. And while the film isn't really bad, it's just probably the most average, I would say. Um... Yeah, I don't really re recommend you check it out unless you really want to watch all of the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Then this was followed by Captain America, The Winter Soldier. And um, earlier I mentioned that uh, the Captain America films are sort of good at being these genre throwbacks, with the first one being a uh, World War II film. This is more of a sort of like 70s political thriller, um, and it's very good at doing that. Uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier was a very big success for um, Marvel. Captain America, despite the fact that his name is Captain America, has become a huge face for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a very popular character. Um, and yeah, Captain America the Winter Soldier is a very enjoyable film. It's another one of my favorites of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, it just works really, really well. It surprised me, uh, much like the first one, and it leaves me very excited for the next Captain America film. Anyways, that was followed by my personal favorite of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh baby. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was one hell of a risk for them. It was uh, a very obscure, kind of like C-list comic that had characters that no one outside of like hardcore comic geeks would have heard of, and it they just gave it like the biggest budget they could imagine, and they gave it this sort of crazy indie director whose previous film was about uh, this Dwight from The Office who kind of becomes a crazy religious man and decides to become a superhero. <laughs> yeah. And 
it worked. It worked really, really well. It's a very funny film. It was my favorite film of last year by far. Uh, I can't recommend this film highly enough. Um, yeah, it's Guardians of the Galaxy is everything I've ever wanted. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is everything I've ever needed. It's beautiful as uh, blockbuster films go. <laughs> And anyways, that has brought us up to the current release of films. Uh, the next one coming out uh, is released tomorrow, although I am pretty sure you can actually go see a couple of screenings of it at Cineplex Theaters tonight. Uh, it's Avengers Age of Ultron, the sequel to The Avengers. Um, both the Avengers films so far have been directed by Joss Whedon, uh, one of the sort of central figures in geekdom. Um, he, while I've never really been a particular fan of Joss Whedon, uh, his most famous work being Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I'm just not really a vampire fan. Uh, he definitely did a very good job with the Avengers, and the critical praise for Avengers Age of Ultron has been pretty good so far. Uh, Joss Whedon seems to know what he's doing in general, so I can imagine that Avengers Age of Ultron will more than likely be a good film. I will be seeing it tomorrow as well to confirm that, and uh, in case you guys are on the fence of going to see it, you can just tune back in on the real world next week, and I will let you know what I thought of it. Alright, I think we're gonna go ahead and take a little break, play a little song here. Um, so anyways, earlier I mentioned a hero by the name of Black Widow. Her term as hero is arguably debatable. She is an agent for the CIA-like organization. But anyways, uh, the actress who plays her, Scarlett Johansson, good old ScarJo, believe it or not, has a musical career. I know, right? It's crazy. So we're gonna go ahead and play uh, the lead single from her first album. Uh, this song is called Falling Down, and I, well, I hope you enjoy it. I don't know if I'm going to, but we're just going to have to wait and see, or wait and hear, I suppose. Anyways, you are listening to The Real World, and this is Falling Down by ScarJo.
My name is David Scott. I play wide receiver for the University of British Columbia football team, and I'm here to discuss the Be More Than a Bystander program. Myself and a few other players were lucky enough to work alongside the BC Lions and EVA, the Ending Violence Association, to support this cause. The main goal of the Be More Than a Bystander initiative is to increase awareness of domestic violence against women. For more information on the cause, please visit endingviolence.org. back on CITR 101.9 FM and this is The Real World. If you're just tuning in, today we're talking about the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, with the release of Avengers Age of Ultron tomorrow. So, as I mentioned earlier, they aren't just doing films, believe it or not. They're doing TV shows, too. So what TV shows are they doing, you may be wondering. Well, sir, currently they have three TV shows in production. So they've got Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which has been on the air for a little under two years now. Uh, this is created by Joss Whedon, but it's mostly run by his brother, Jed Whedon, as well as two other people by the names of Marissa Tancharowin? Tancharowin, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and Jeffrey Bell. Uh, I have not seen Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. As I mentioned earlier, I'm not too big a fan of the sort of Joss Whedon-like shows. Uh, the only one I've watched is Firefly, and that was canceled far too early, which is still a very sore uh, topic for me. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. From what I've heard, it's a bit of a slow start. It uh, wasn't really that good from the beginning, but it does get better um, from what I've heard. Uh, it also adds a lot of sort of universe building to the show. Uh, for instance, in the first season, um, which came out around the same time as Captain America the Winter Soldier... Uh, in that film, uh, the agency S.H.I.E.L.D. that I mentioned earlier are infiltrated by a rival agency that ends up kind of dismantling S.H.I.E.L.D. completely. And as this show is about agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's all just sort of about the last few good agents as well as the one sleeper agent who is with the rival agency who's infiltrated them, just trying to rebuild the agency. Uh, that's gone on for two seasons now. The second season is ending in a couple of weeks, I believe. Uh, and then after that, there was Marvel's Agent Carter, which aired from January till February earlier this year. It only had eight episodes. Uh, I have not watched this yet, but I do really want to watch it. Um, Agent Carter was the love interest of sorts from Captain America the First Avenger, and she was a great character. She was played by Haley Atwell. She was very badass, uh, a very enjoyable character, and in the sort of fan community, uh, fans have always been clamoring for her to get her own show or some kind of short film or something like that just so we could see what was she doing after Captain America and they got it and from what I hear it is a relatively good show it's also got Shea Wiggum uh, one of HBO's sort of go-to actors for things he was in Boardwalk Empire he had a small role in True Detective for a couple of episodes yeah and then also um, while those two were actually aired on TV I believe they both aired on ABC uh, yes that's correct um, They've also started making some Netflix series for people who really, really like to binge their shows in a day. Uh, they've got plans to make four series and a miniseries. Uh, they've already released the first of them as of a few weeks ago. It's Marvel's Daredevil. Uh, this I have seen. I watched it all. Um, uh, for those who don't know, there was actually a Daredevil film that came out 12 years ago now, which was absolutely horrible. It starred, <laughs> it starred Ben Affleck as the titular hero, 
and it's just a horrible, horrible Hollywood film. It's so bad. And it's a real shame because it's uh, being based off of Daredevil, who's one of the more intriguing Marvel superheroes. He's essentially a, a boy who was uh, blinded in a car accident and sort of gained this, uh, these super senses. He can kind of, like, even though he can't see using his eyes, he can kind of see omnidirectionally. Like, he can see all around him using, like, his, uh, his smell and his hearing and stuff like that. So it's very cool. Um, and anyways, this show was uh, quite good. It starred uh, Charlie Cox, uh, also from Boardwalk Empire, uh, as well as Vincent D'Onofrio, Rosario Dawson, some other people. Um, I would say that the first half of the show was a bit more enjoyable than the second half. Um, the second half, they got into some more of the universe building, it looks like, for the Netflix shows, which got uh, a little weird. Daredevil seems to be a relatively realistic show. And you have these, like, old women who know kung fu and they come from someplace far away, uh, like some small island or something on Earth that, like, nobody knows about kind of thing. It's, it's a little strange, but uh, nonetheless, I'm intrigued and I'm going to see where it keeps on going. Uh, so that was the first of the Netflix series. They have another three coming out. Uh, Marvel's, a.k.a. Jessica Jones, coming out later this year, which will star Christian Ritter and David Tennant. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. Christian Ritter is an actress I quite like. Uh, she was uh, had a small role in Breaking Bad. Uh, she was also in the show Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, which I haven't watched in full, but I've seen a couple of episodes of, and it is quite hilarious, and I do intend to watch the full show. Uh, David Tennant as well. Uh, he played the Doctor, uh, the 10th Doctor specifically in Doctor Who. So as a large Doctor Who fan, naturally I'm going to watch that just because of that. Uh, they also have Marvel's Luke Cage coming out next year, which uh, should be interesting to watch. Um, I don't know too much about Luke Cage, so it'll be interesting kind of going into it blind. Uh, later in 2016, they've got Marvel's Iron Fist, which is a kung fu hero. It's basically like Batman if he knew kung fu, so yeah, that could be fun. <laughs> and anyways, um, so those are the four TV shows they're doing, and then they're all going to cross over in a miniseries uh, to also be released on Netflix that's going to be called Marvel's The Defenders. So I don't know how that's going to be, but we're just going to have to wait and see. Alrighty then. So I think what we're going to do is go ahead and play another song. I think right now uh, we're going to go ahead with a song from the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy had uh, a really good soundtrack. It was very retro. It played a lot of hits from the 60s and 70s. Uh, it was arguably the album of the year. It was increasingly popular. I don't know its position on the Billboard 200. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's like their album chart. Um, but I can guarantee you it was certainly very high. People will be listening to these songs just all throughout the year. And yeah, it's uh, pretty good stuff. So we're going to go ahead and play one of the songs from it uh, called Fooled Around and Fell in Love by a Mr. Elvin Bishop. And I hope you enjoy that.
you just heard Fooled Around and Fell in Love by Elvin Bishop from the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Once again, my favorite film of last year and my favorite film of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right, so uh, they have got a few more films coming out in the next coming years. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron is going to be the second last film of Phase 2, which is going to be followed by Ant-Man, which comes out in July, uh, which is the final film of Phase 2. Uh, Ant-Man is actually quite an oh, it's quite an interesting relationship for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, you see Edgar Wright, who did the uh, Blood and Cornetto trilogy with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, as well as Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, uh, which are all great films. Uh, for quite a while, he wanted to make um, Ant-Man the movie, which is kind of strange because you can tell from the title it's an odd superhero to make a film out of. And he went to uh, Kevin Feige, who is the, uh, I believe, the current head of Marvel Studios and essentially the man who's been responsible for the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, and convinced him that uh, doing um, this film, Ant-Man, would be a relatively good idea uh, simply for the reason of if they did that, they could start making films on all the other superheroes and create the Avengers. Kevin Feige took this idea and while he didn't start with Ant-Man, he started with Iron Man. He went ahead and did the Avengers nonetheless. And yeah, here we are with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Interestingly enough, uh, Edgar Wright was uh, given permission to make Ant-Man, but ended up leaving the production because he could not agree with Kevin Feige and the rest of Marvel on how to take the film, rather, unfortunately. Which is just a damn shame. But anyways, I'll still watch Ant-Man. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as good without Edgar Wright, but I don't think it would fit into the universe as well if it was done by Edgar Wright. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do it nonetheless. And uh, Phase 3 begins next year. Uh, the third Captain America film, Captain America Civil War, will be coming out first. It looks like it's basically just going to be like Avengers 2.5. They're going to have a lot of people in it from the Avengers. Um, it looks really good. It's adapting a pretty notorious uh, storyline from the comics which will be interesting to see on film. Uh, that's gonna be followed by Doctor Strange, who is a superhero who uses magic. Uh, he's gonna be played by Benedict Cumberbatch, which is gonna be rather interesting to see. Um, I do love me some Benedict Cumberbatch, so we'll just have to see how that turns out. And then in 2017, we're gonna get Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, directed by James Gunn and written by him as well, who wrote and directed the first one too. Uh, I'll be looking forward to that because Guardians of the Galaxy is, I mentioned this earlier, it's everything I've ever wanted, it's everything I've ever needed. Uh, and that's going to be followed by, believe it or not, a Spider-Man film. Yeah, and this is another reboot. Yeah, I know they're rebooting it again. Damn shame. Um, this one does not actually have a title yet. It's been rumored to be either Spider-Man, The New Avenger, or The Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, if I were to choose either of them, I would say don't make another Spider-Man film. We have more than enough already, but oh well. That's going to be followed by Thor Ragnarok, uh, which is, I, I mean, I don't know how this one's going to turn out. The first Thor film was really good. The last one, not so good. This could go either way. Um, I'm holding out high hopes for it, but I just don't know, you know? Uh, that's going to be followed by what is definitely one of my least favorite trends in, trends in modern cinema. Uh, they're doing the next Avengers film after that. Avengers Infinity War Part 1. Yeah, that's right. They split it up into two films. Ugh. So, but, I mean, who knows? It could turn out to be pretty well. 
Uh, I've read some interviews with Kevin Feige and the way he says it, it's not going to be like one film split into two, but two separate films with just kind of like one story, but they're like completely different films. But anyways, um, yeah, this is going to be a big crossover between a lot of different characters introduced over these three phases, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, that's going to be followed by Black Panther, who in comics was the first ever black superhero. He's an African prince who wears a costume that looks like a panther. Um, I don't know much about him other than that, uh, but it'll be interesting to see. He's going to be played by Chadwick Boseman, who is that actor your parents have probably talked about because he's done a bunch of biographies recently. He played Jackie Robinson and James Brown in recent years, and I think that's about all he's done, but oh well. That's also going to be followed by Captain Marvel, uh, which is going to be Marvel's first uh, film about a female superhero primarily, which is just like, finally, what took them so long? Um, but yeah, I'm quite looking forward to that. Uh, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I have very high hopes for it, but we'll just have to wait and see. That's going to be followed by Avengers Infinity War Part 2 in 2019. Yeah, they got this stuff planned out till 2019. Apparently they're going to keep making these films until like 2028, which is just crazy, but oh well. Uh, yeah, so Avengers Infinity War Part 2 finished the Avengers Infinity War saga, so we'll see how that turns out in four years. Um, and then that's going to be followed by Inhumans, which is, uh, believe it or not, actually my most anticipated film of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Phase 3, uh, if only for the reason that, much like Guardians of the Galaxy, it's a really strange one. It's about a royal family of these people who live on an island that nobody knows about, uh, where everyone is just kind of given superpowers at a young age. Um, and it's either like you get a superpower or you get like a deformity. And they have like a class system based on that, which I think is a very intriguing thing. I'm quite looking forward to seeing how that turns out. So, yeah. All right, so I think we're going to go ahead and play another song right now. Um, this is a song called Black Panther by a favorite group of mine called Crystal Castles. Uh, they are a very enjoyable group who've always made good songs and seeing as how there's gonna be a Black Panther film coming out I figured this would be appropriate. So I hope you enjoy Black Panther by Crystal Castles and we'll see you back here at The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM.
The Westside Community Food Market is a small farmers market located on West Eighth Avenue and Vine Street, where you can find a myriad of local organic produce and gourmet homemade treats like canned black currant jelly or freshly baked bread. Every Thursday from 3 to 6 p.m. until September 19th, and sponsored by Society Promoting Environmental Conservation and Kids Neighborhood House. All right, and you are back on CITR 101.9 FM, listening to the Real World. Today we're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which, if you don't know, is one of the more interesting experiments that have been going on in Hollywood in recent years.、Uh, so yeah, before the Marvel Cinematic Universe had come around,、uh, superhero franchise cinema had always worked with. They would basically plan one film and. Just really, really hope it did well, and of course, if it did well, they'd make another, and they'd sort of keep doing this, etc., etc. Earlier, I mentioned the story of how Edgar Wright convinced Kevin Feige to allow him to do Ant-Man and to establish the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and this has very much、uh, changed Hollywood cinema in the past few years since 2008.、Um, no one is really making sort of just that one film anymore and hoping it's going to do really, really well. They're just planning out like a bunch of films. Uh, Disney, who now owns Marvel, they're not the only studio that's doing this. There are many studios doing this now.、Uh, Sony attempted to do this with the Spider-Man films. It、uh, looks like it failed for them because they are now. While Sony is still making this Spider-Man film that is coming out in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it is very much going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and just as much of a Marvel film as a Sony film, it will arguably be seen as more so of a Marvel film than a Sony film due to this, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, and then 20th Century Fox as well is trying to establish a cinematic universe with the、uh, the X Men franchise, which has been going on for seven films now.、Uh, it's got an eighth film coming out next year.、Um, they're bringing in like other characters into it. For instance,、uh, Deadpool is going to be coming out next February, which is、uh, going to be very interesting to watch. Deadpool is a crazy hero.、Um, Deadpool has also been filming、uh, pretty recently around Vancouver, so. Who knows? You may、uh, you may run into Ryan Reynolds in a in some kind of red leather suit,、uh, chopping people up for a movie. So, yeah, do that.、Uh, well, I mean, don't chop people up, but go look at Ryan Reynolds in his red leather suit or whatever. I do whatever it is you want to do. I don't know. <laughs>、um, yeah, and they've also got、uh, they've got like the X Men films, but they've also got the rights to the Fantastic Four franchise. So they are attempting to. Bring that into the universe as well, despite being,、uh, even though it is a, another Marvel property, kind of a, di- a different project from the X Men films.、Uh, but that's going to be interesting to see. The last two Fantastic Four films, which came out in、uh, 2003 and 2005, I believe, were not that good.、Uh, or sorry, no, 2005 and 2007. But yeah, they're they're not that good.、Uh, they were both pretty pretty bad.、Um, Uh, inter- interestingly enough, they had Chris Evans in them both as well, who was the actor who later went on to play Captain America in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and kind of redeemed his career there, in my opinion. But oh well.、Um, but then, sort of most importantly, the、uh, the main competitor to Marvel would be Warner Brothers with their DC Cinematic Universe.、Uh, they have been trying to do the same thing, but with、uh, DC Comics instead of Marvel Comics. So far, every studio I've mentioned has only been using, pardon me,、uh, creations by Marvel, but Warner Brothers is very much going for、um, Marvel's nemesis. Basically,、uh, this started with Man of Steel, the new Superman film. Well, it's not new anymore. It came out two years ago.
uh, and they've got a bunch more films lined up. For instance, next year they've got Batman versus Superman, which has Ben Affleck returning uh, to superhero cinema, this time as Batman. And I really, really hope he can do better because I don't know how this Batflex is going to turn out. Uh, that's got other films coming out like uh, Suicide Squad, which is going to feature a new Joker. It's also going to be the very first villain team-up film of like a comic adapted property, which is actually going to be very interesting. It's also coming out on my 23rd birthday, so I know what I'm doing that day. Um, there's also going to be films like uh, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Aquaman, Shazam, uh, Cyborg, Green Lantern. There's going to be a, a two-part Justice League film as well. Oddly enough, though, they're coming out in 2017 and 2019, the Justice League films, which is a bit of a distance, so it's a little bit of a gamble for them, but you know, I hope it works out for them, I suppose. Um, so yeah, uh, in the last few years, Hollywood has very much changed. It's gone from doing these uh, just sort of single films and hoping they'll do well to just planning out these mega, mega franchises. And I guess the question that I'd like to pose to the listeners today is, is this necessarily a good thing? We live in a very uh, different age of cinema, an age in which it seems like uh, there is no longer an auteur as a director, well, a director as an auteur, but instead it's more like the producer of sort, or the studio head has become the auteur. They are the one who very much uh, determines the way the film series will go. And Kevin Feige is very much the symbol of this. It seems like we've entered into a, a new era of sorts of Hollywood cinema. And... All in all, I think that while I do love the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm very excited whenever a new film comes out, even if it's not one I uh, particularly want to watch. Um, I don't know if I necessarily think this is a good thing for cinema. It's uh, clogging uh, the movie theaters with these just sort of films that have been planned out for many, many years. Uh, you don't know if they're necessarily going to do well. Um, they could be very bad, but they're coming out anyways. I mean, we essentially have... Uh, all these superhero films for the next five years completely planned out, which is just a, a damn shame, but oh well. Alright, now I think we're going to go ahead and play another song. Uh, we're going to go ahead and play Arcade Fire's Ready to Start. The reasoning is because I am so excited for Avengers Age of Ultron that I'm just, I'm ready to start watching it. I just, uh, I can't wait. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be geeking out for the next month over this film probably depending on the quality like like you know two weeks to a month i would say uh but anyways i hope you enjoy arcade fires ready to start and we will see you back here on citr 101.9 fm on the real world
My name is Carrie Sewetnik, and I'm a former national team soccer player and founder of Why the Women's World Cup Matters. In 2015, the Women's World Cup will be coming to Canada, and this will surely be a major successful event in our country. More importantly, beyond sport, it's an opportunity for girls and women to advance in all aspects of their lives. Most people probably think girls have it made in soccer because it's so popular. However, despite girls and women representing 47% of all registered players in Canada, less than 1% earn a living as professional coaches or directors in clubs. 
These numbers reflect in the workplace where women earn less than 65% wages compared to men and only average 25% representation in politics. This needs a change. I believe the World Cup can be a catalyst to create global transformations if we all work together. Please visit our website, www.matters.com, to see our video with David Beckham, Christine Sinclair, and other stars expressing why the Women's World Cup matters, and find out how you can join our team and make a difference. CITR 101.9 FM, and you're listening to The Real World. All right, we are coming near the end of our time today. Uh, I know it's quite sad, but don't fret because we're going to be back next week. Uh, we've also got community living coming up in about seven and a half minutes, so you can keep listening to that if that's your thing. All right, so uh, today we were talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, one of the more interesting experiments in cinema. And despite the fact that I have said some negative things about it and the way it has altered Hollywood, all in all, uh, my sort of nerd child inside of me um, just loves the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I've always loved superhero films, and I, I love the fact that we can see something like this uh, actually on the big screen nowadays. Um, all in all, like while I definitely don't think this is a good film, I'm still very happy. Well, I mean, while I don't think this is a good sort of film experiment, I'm still very happy about it. I'm gonna keep watching them. Even if they get to the point where they just start making like really bad films all the time, I'm gonna keep watching all these films to 2028 if they keep coming out until then. And even past that, if they keep coming out, I'll watch them until I die probably, but oh well. Anyways, to regain some of our, uh, shall we say, cinephilia cred, we're gonna talk about a few other film things that are going on uh, in the current little while. So at the Pacific Cinematheque, which is a really good art house theater downtown, uh, they currently have a series going on called uh, Painting with Stillness, I believe. It's all about uh, sort of very artistic cinema film, cinema films, well, that's, a, that's a great term. I'm never gonna regain my film cinephilia credit if I just keep saying that. But anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, they're playing a bunch of really good films there. I just saw Wings of Desire by Wim Wenders last night which was uh, a very good uh, new German cinema film. Um, they've got a bunch of Tarkovsky films, Andrei Tarkovsky, uh, as well as Werner Herzog films coming up. Uh, they've got uh, Godard's Alphaville coming up in a little while. So you should definitely check out some of that stuff. Um, at the Norm Theater here at UBC, uh, tomorrow and Saturday evening, uh, starting at 5.30, I believe, well, at least that's when the doors open. I believe the films actually start around 6.30. Uh, we're going to be having the POV Student Film Festival. This is the 25th one. They've been doing it for 25 years now. Uh, th what this is, is this is a film festival that shows all the films made by the third year and the fourth year film production students. It's kind of like a final project for them kind of thing. Um, I actually got to judge the POV Film Festival this year. Uh, about a week ago, I watched uh, all the films. I quite liked all of them. They were all very entertaining. Um, it was a really great experience judging them uh, and just getting to act like Simon Cowell. <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. And I really hope you all come out and see the films. Uh, you can buy tickets online at POV Film Festival's website, uh, or you can just buy them at the door. I believe they are uh, $10 at the door and $8 online. So yeah, you should definitely be hitting that up. Uh, other than that, uh, I guess another thing I would definitely recommend is 
tomorrow night at 11.55, the Rio Theater. Uh, every week they do sort of a midnight movie. Um, every Friday, basically. And tomorrow night they're playing uh, Fritz the Cat, which is an adaption of a Robert Crumb comic. Apparently Robert Crumb didn't really like the film, but it's a pretty interesting film nonetheless. I know I'm definitely going to be going. So I guess if there are any fans out there who really want to meet DJ Shock Jockey, you can just come on down and swing by. Uh, well, yeah, that has been The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. We're going to close with a song. Uh, this is Omen by The Prodigy. Uh, we're playing this for two reasons. Firstly, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is an actor uh, in Avengers Age of Ultron coming out tomorrow. He plays Quicksilver in the film. Uh, four year, sorry, five years ago, was in a film called Kick-Ass, which is a really great superhero film, one of my personal favorites of all time. And this song, Omen by The Prodigy, was kind of like his power-up song when he sort of became a superhero. This was the song that was playing. Also, um, The Prodigy is just my favorite band of all time, and they have a new album out right now called The Day Is My Enemy. This song is not from their album. Uh, I've listened to their album, though, and it is pretty darn good. So, yeah, um, if you like what you hear, you should check out more of their stuff. Uh, if you are interested in going to see Avengers Age of Ultron or watching any of the older Marvel Cinematic Universe films, please do. And we will see you or be talking to you on these radio waves next week, Thursday morning, 8 a.m. on CITR 101.9 FM on The Real World. This has been DJ Shock Jockey signing out.
You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenim-speaking Musqueam people. Welcome to Community Living Show here on the NCI Radio Networks and the Full Hour Show flagship station on CITR 101.9 FM. Welcome to another edition of the Community Living Show on the NCRA Radio Networks. I'm Kelly Rayburn. Across from me is Michael Rubin. How are you doing today, Michael? Very curious. You're curious? Yes. What are you curious about? Well, it's something that I found on the province today. Okay. It was tucked up in the right-hand corner, and this article itself is actually on page 20. Okay. um, It's an article by Gordon Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says free speech is one is a one way street in the transit boat. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, he, it, it's I, I I did I I I read 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 through the article and and some of the big things he actually highlights is um, like the Surrey mayor saying that um, no signs are not protected because the plebiscite is not an election. So the bylaw people can come and take your signs down. But (laughs) the point is, is they're only taking down the no signs. I know. They're not taking down the yes signs. They're leaving those up. So it just sounds like an agenda. And and that's kind of what uh, Gordon Clark was actually pointing out was it sounds like an agenda to, to get the yes vote in. And silence those who who are against it. Who are it. against it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, the last time I looked is we have free speech here in Canada. Mm-hmm. And we do. So I don't know what the heck is going on. It's like, but it. Uh, I would say the. It's like our freedom of speech is no longer. 